0: Welcome everyone to 121. I am Peter and joining me on this movie discussion day is Matt. Hey, what's up? This is where we're going to talk about Black Widow, the newest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it has been quite some time since the last movie in this universe. Obviously there's been some Disney Plus shows, the last season of mm-hmm. Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. which you know may or may not count these days but regardless, it was all TV stuff and now we're back with a Marvel movie. The last one, of course, being Spider-Man Far From Home in July of 2019. It's been
1: that long. Yeah. Uh, 2020. Year of many things, but most notably, no Marvel film. No Marvel which, Nothing else happened.
0: Which, I have to be honest, may have been a welcome break in many ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes you need absence to make the heart grow fonder.
0: Because I, I, I said this like, during the break when we had no movie. Because you know originally we had mm-hmm. like they were having a quiet year's plan because the planned year was only meant to be Black Widow and I think Eternals, and that was a quiet because you know they were up to three movies a year, so only doing two. Mm-hmm. Well, that was quiet. They're, doing, they're only doing two this year. Yeah. Obviously, everything being pushed back means that now there's like a backlog of movies, yeah. and it's actually uh-huh. going to be quicker yeah. than it wasn't originally. But I said that you know maybe maybe a little bit of time off will make everyone kind of miss them a little bit and maybe they'll do better with these you know relatively smaller films when they come back because it's not Avengers again it's it's Black Widow followed by some characters who are kind of new to the the general audience. Yeah, Hell, new it, to me. So <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you have like Shang Chi or Shang Chi, however we're saying it. The Eternals, I know next to nothing about.
0: Oh, so, nothing. yeah.
1: Uh, but Shang Chi is pretty okay, but it does feel like a refresh from, you know, we've had sequels on sequels, you know. Obviously, they're
0: going to refer to events in the universe, but they, they do kind of mm-hmm. feel like phase one movies again in a lot of ways. There's a lot of yeah. phase one feel to some of the stuff coming out. Obviously, Black yeah. Widow's different to that. Black Widow is kind of yeah. a, an odd duckling because it's this yeah. weird movie that even when they announced it, it was like, this is weird, you're announcing this after. the. Like, I mean, we're starting yeah. spoiler-free for this movie, but, you know, general spoilers for the MCU before this movie. and. Yeah. It was kind of odd that they announced the first ever Black Widow solo movie right after she died <laughs> in, in Games. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird sort of feelings get into this one. And then, of course, the fact that it got delayed a whole year, uh, which just added extra, I don't know, pressure onto it in a lot of ways to be this yeah, first return. A, a year return. plus! It was,
1: it was meant to come out in May of, of 2020.
0: Yeah, that first weekend of, of yeah, May. Like the Marvel, there, yeah,
1: the Marvel weekend. And so uh, it's July and yeah um but Um, i mean we've had the disney plus shows to hold us over a little bit you know it's felt like they almost lucked into this being a a sideways kind of story because it's not reliant you know nothing in this movie pushes anything forward well you know
0: barring one thing for for one of the shows coming up
1: right 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 but you know that that those are always kind of like that. If, if you
0: know I, mean, I mean, if if anything, I, I would suspect I would speculate the reason why Marvel and Feige gave in and agreed to do the Premier Access thing is because they knew they had to have this movie out before that show later this year, mm-hmm. whenever it's going to hit. Yeah. So, I suspect that was in part just because Disney like we need to start releasing movies. It's been too long. We need to make money again. <laughs> we've been, we've yeah. been sitting here with no profiting. No profit. And... Yeah.
1: I, this is the third movie I've been to at the theater this year. Um, and and let me tell you. The, the idiot crowds are back. Uh, I did not miss that. Uh, first two this year were, were Kong uh, versus Godzilla, which that was a cluster because that was... oof, And then Fast 9, which we saw a week late. And it was basically just me and my wife in the theater. And uh, that's what I think heaven's like. Theater all to yourself, <laughs> big loud cars wrecking into each other. Um, this, no, I had a very distracting guy who basically, thought he was my best friend, and anything cool <laughs> happened, he would look over at me, like to see my reaction. It was very odd, and I was not <laughs> expecting that. You know, um,
0: did you make eye contact with him every time? I did not. Oh,
1: yeah, uh-huh. uh, I kept my head forward oh, and yeah. trying to take in as much as I can of the, the newest Marvel film.
0: I want to encourage him. He may actually think you're friends by the time you leave. If you if you actually return the icon, to- and
1: had he introduced himself and went, "Hey," as I, I'm wearing the Black Widow shirt that I wore to see the, the film, "Hey, cool shirt! I'm excited. How about you?" There was none. Um, yeah. So he was
0: going for that unspoken romance. I, uh, I guess It <laughs> just blossoms out of thin air.
1: Yeah. So also, uh. Proceeded to eat chicken strips with ranch, <laughs> and then used the leftover ranch uh, and dipped his popcorn in it. I've never seen anything. It was as if, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, what movie is it where where they when they replace people, but they're not quite right? Is it Body Snatchers? Yeah,
0: Visitor the Body Snatchers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that they're just slightly off of what a regular human would do. This guy, I would have suspected, having not known him. But yeah um so as much as i was happy to be back in the theaters to to see this um and the only reason i bring that up is you brought up the premiere access, which yes. i was like i'm not spending that that's way too much
0: and, and then spent more theater
1: <laughs> yeah then i saw what we spent at the theater and went oh yeah my home theater with the cheap movie tickets all day isn't open yet mm. uh yeah
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't go to the theater pr- largely just because I've only had one shot so far. Um, okay, and, and you're
1: being responsible.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, the fact that they're they're dropping social distancing rules, mm-hmm. uh, you know, supposedly on on quote unquote Freedom Day means that even once I've had my second shot, I might feel a little bit uh, weird about going, at least at a busy yeah. time. Like, I mean, I, I tend to try and go for the dead times anyway. Just...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean,
0: it's... I, let's face it, I always like to avoid human contact when yes. I went to the movies, even before you there was know, a pandemic.
1: <laughs> before, I used to like making fun of you for that. Yes. Now I understand it. I really do. Yeah, it's And that nice. said, seeing, seeing something like Endgame with a, with a, a fully packed theater, that, that's a fantastic experience. But I don't need that every time. You know? Sometimes mm-hmm. I just need to sit there and take it in. Like, one of my greatest movie-going experiences, when I when I saw The Raid, uh, the, the first one... That one's not called Redemption, right? That's the second one?
0: No, the first one's Redemption.
1: Okay. That one. The first one. Complete theatre all to myself before work one day. And it was fantastic. Like a private screening room. Yeah. Pleasant um, experience. But, but yeah. to get on to
0: Black Widow itself... uh. I, I you know, I, I could tell there's gonna be some different opinions here, but we've had mm-hmm. a taste of what each other thinks of the movie beforehand. Yep. Um I kinda of went into this thinking the trailers were just kind of okay. Uh mm-hmm. I was expecting a middle kind of the road, kinda bland Marvel movie. And I would say that I got a middle of the road kind of bland Marvel movie. <laughs> so uh I know you're more positive though. You you mm-hmm. were more into Yeah.
1: It. So I did and I wouldn't like I wouldn't call it bland because there's stuff in here that I do think really hit at least for me on an emotional level but it's not the stuff that you would think it's not the spy stuff i actually kind of agree that the spy stuff is just kind of like yeah, it's okay uh where the movie really works for me is the interpersonal stuff between all the characters and coming coming off of Endgame, uh, and even though this takes place before that it really fits in well with what they're doing on the disney plus shows so the fact, like, that theme, like, this is almost like, you know, P- these, these, all these characters survived this huge war, right? And how does it affect them later? And, and for Black Widow, for Natasha, it's a little bit different, right? Because, you know, she doesn't. And spoilers, I guess we're okay for... Spoilers for Endgame, right? Yeah, sure. Um, however, her dealing with her past trauma... Of of this family that she had before she was an Avenger, I, that stuff really resonated with me.
0: I uh, so I'll give you the positives. I think that Florence Pugh was pretty good, and I think her chemistry with uh, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. was basically making up for a pretty lackluster script. But I do think their chemistry was there, uh, which is good because she's the thing that's she's she's the one she's the only thing in this movie that really matters in the sense that she's going to be the thing that sticks True. around. Uh, and it's going to be showing up in all things. So that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say that. I will say I thought the opening sort of prologue scene was kind of neat. And it actually felt like it was like a, a very stylized movie. Unfortunately, once we jumped ahead in time to the mm-hmm. quote-unquote present day, it just kind of went into, oh, it's Marvel mode now. It's just typical.
1: Present day of 2016, which I had to keep reminding myself. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's which, slightly yeah. in the
0: past, yes. Yeah. Um, so... So I think it is slightly better directed, oddly, than a lot of the Mm -hmm. Marvel movies. Uh, But I do think the script really fails at giving me much of a reason to care about a lot of the things that are in the movie. Uh, I will say that uh, our track record with Marvel villains continues to be abysmal, (laughs) because I think Ray Winston, who is the villain of this movie, is terrible, and his Russian accent is something else, because Ray, I... Ray Winston's got a very specific voice, you know, he's got a very yes. specific growly English no. accent.
1: Here's my thing with that character, not, not to go to spoilers, he doesn't necessarily have to be Russian. He could have been a defector. He could have had that fun Ray Winston... uh Is it Winston or Winstone? How do how we pronounce his last name? Uh
0: Winston, it's just always been Winston when I've heard it.
1: Okay. We kind of have that vibe, which he brought did you see Aronofsky's Noah? Yes. We reviewed that back in the day. I can't he even re- have his accent in that movie. <laughs> you know? So uh but yeah. Like I, I hate to agree with you on that one, but Dracoff kinda is just there. And but I think the problem I thought we were past that. The, the problem with Marvel him as well
0: villains. is that not only is he just there, like he's it's more literal than some of the other Marvel movies that have bad villains because He is pretty much off camera, like, the whole time until there's a confrontation really towards the end. Uh, And that's kind of why the problems I have with the script is that even the moment that that, uh, Natasha and Yelena kind of decide, oh, uh, you know, this bad guy who's behind, you know, our whole childhood and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. everything else. Like, that moment where they decide, I guess we're going to go after him, it kind of has that attitude that I just, like, said, ah, I guess we'll go after him. Swig of beer. Let's just go do that. Like, there's nothing that really goes. Yeah. Oh, you have to do this now. This is important, and there's a reason why it's motivating when, to happen now.
1: Yeah, when we get to spoilers, there there are other things like that that things happen out of convenience. Yes, that I that are lacking the motivation going, you know, for for these characters. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I know Drakov kind of sucked. I want to see more of the widows, right? Like where he, this it's set around the Red Room that's been fabled in all these other marvel films what's what's um, funny
0: to me is that um i don't really remember what they said about the red room in the previous because it's been mm-hmm. a while right okay. but I, I still could tell it was being retcon just because of the way they talked about it where you know y- yelena brings up the red room or something at one point mm-hmm. and natasha's like the red room but that that's finished we, we destroyed that sure. it's like you really believe that and like even though i didn't remember what they said before i'm like yeah. That was a retcon, <laughs> she just retconned that with yeah. saying, you really yeah. believed it was over. <laughs>
1: well, uh, Drakov too, so I caught this on a on a a YouTube video that came across, my, that Loki refers to Black Widow in the first Avengers um, with the phrase Drakov's daughter, which I had always thought was oh. something he was calling her. Well they turn around, and now I don't know if this is a retcon or if this is what they'd, you know, Whedon had seeded in, because he wrote that first one, right? Yes. Yeah. If he had seeded this in later or, or whatever, um, but it was about an event uh, that and Drakov's daughter or someone else, not her. So I thought that was pretty clever. I just wish it had lived up I would, to, to the tease. I wouldn't say that was planned. I would say that
0: the line probably works with the context of whoever Drakov is in the, the comics, that it just felt mm-hmm. like an actual fit at the time. And they've expanded upon it uh by using that now when they were working on this i, th- mm-hmm. I think the other big thing for me is that getting into this movie like it kind of felt like an afterthought it was like oh people want a black widow movie we'll finally give it to them although it's kind of <laughs> like if this came out five years ago if this came out five six years ago in the right part of the timeline i think it would have done a little bit better mm-hmm. in terms of and not that it's not doing well financially like, i just mean in terms of working for me but I would say that it does, like, even the script to me and the story, it doesn't feel like this was a story that they were desperate to tell about Black Widow. It feels like we need to make a Black Widow movie. So, oh yeah, we'll make it about the Red Room, because that's the obvious thing to make it about.
1: Right. But see, that's but that's where I feel like it, it fits in with Phase 4 and the the Disney Plus shows, because there is a theme of people dealing with with this darkness that they come from, or that they experienced. And so for her to address that, and her past, and this family, and drake off and you know reconnect with her sister i think it fits in well with there again i just wish the spy stuff was more captivating i can't
0: like i get what you mean about with the theme but i don't mm-hmm. i never really get the feeling in this movie that natasha is all that affected by it right now and that's why she's going into it like it's kind of what i talk about but the, the motivation mm-hmm. and the, the momentum yeah. to actually build to like taking down the red room now is that it's not like when she finds out that it might still exist it's this like you know earth shattering moment where her world's mm-hmm. been pulled from under her feet kind of thing it's it's not like that it, she's so kind of blasé about it <laughs> like it's almost like there's a much darker movie in here to be told but because it yeah. has to be the light-hearted marvel movie uh at the same time it's kind of neutered in a lot of ways and but, I, I get that because I mean and to be honest some of the best things in the movie probably is the humor between some of the, yeah. the main characters so I can't really Would, fault that aspect yeah, I remember
1: it? I remember seeing the first trailer and seeing David Harbour just look like this grizzled r- scary Russian guy and then he makes a joke about him being fat and I was like oh, this kind of undercuts the tone I was happy to, say, to see when finally watching the movie the humor wasn't that overtaking you know especially compared to some other Marvel films um, so I feel like they, they did pick their spots when it came to the comedy uh, here, but it is a lot lighter. I mean, you I mean, again, we'll talk about it when we get to spoilers, there's, there's a thing that happens with Draykov that the implications there, uh, are very, very, very dark.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, they're very on the nose. You know? Like w- w- what it's like speaking about in the real world. Is yeah. As you know, you, yeah. I mean. We'll get to the spoilers, but I I, I've got some thoughts on that. I think the other big thing as well as part of like you know taking down the Red Room is the idea of freeing all of the other widows in training and all the other widows who are active around the world. And I kind of felt like they didn't hammer that home enough. Where like like make it about saving all these people, make it about saving all these women who have effectively been enslaved with like mind controlling shit. And it kind of feels like an afterthought. (laughs) And that's what
1: I mean. That's where I would have loved to see more of the widows and how maybe some of them aren't under control, maybe some of them like this, and they're working for it. It's just the, the problem ones that have to be controlled it, and, you know, like, of, but we can, didn't get any of that. They all, they're all cut from the same exact cloth. They're it all feels, these kind of Terminators. It feels like they dip,
0: dip in its toes and about five different ideas, any one of which could yeah. work and fuel the movie, but they don't actually yeah. go far enough with any of them, so mm-hmm. they all just kind of feel a little weak. But it, but you know, and it just it ends up feeling a bit and uh, The other more general complaint I'll make before we get to spoilers is that the third act devolves into a giant set piece uh, with lots of CG. It's like, really, why why are we doing? Why did it have to turn into this?
1: <laughs> yeah, and and he'll probably hear this somehow because he has ears everywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, Alden had had seen this. He got to see in advance of it, right? Mm-hmm. And he had thoughts on it, and we were discussing his order. Of, of Marvel films, and and I love the guy like a brother, but he had Winter Soldier down near the bottom. Now, again, taste being, you know, notwithstanding and stuff. And I asked him why. I go, why do you have Black Widow so high and 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 Winter Soldier so... And he's like, well, Black Widow's kind of a better version of Winter Soldier. And, and let me tell you, if I was around him in person, I might have assaulted him. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that story because what was a, there was a few things in this movie where I had the thought: this is just redoing parts of Winter Soldier, but worse. Right. That was that was what I thought. That's, at I points. had the
1: same thing, and so going into this, I have that in the back of my mind because we had this conversation last weekend, and and I was just like, okay, this is kind of almost like Natasha's version of of Winter Soldier, down to certain story beats, but it's it's not executed nearly as well and like i give winter soldier a lot of love and i've watched it probably more than any other marvel film but there there are glaring holes in parts of it um but it ultimately works and parts for black widow for me just don't uh you know we haven't even talked about taskmaster
0: yeah um, i mean it's mostly spoiler stuff <laughs> i think yeah we but about i'm that.
1: The first appearance I thought was cool, like they're doing the Bucky slasher villain thing, you know, where I'm like, oh man, Taskmaster is like Joe, Joe, the sad part rad. is,
0: if they actually played into it where it was meant to be an evolution of what Winter Soldier was, yeah. it might have fit next to it a little bit better. But they kind right. of never really addressed that, so it just kind of mm-hmm. felt like they were rehashing certain things. And it's... part and part of the problem is even even if it was technically done equally as good or even a little bit better, you still have the problem that it just feels we're rehashing previous ideas and plot points. And even the Sorry. fact that this movie—I won't say too much—but let's just say there's a lot of stuff falling out of the sky. Winter Soldier kind of also ended that way with the helicarriers. There was a lot of like structures that, in that's the how sky, it you know. <laughs> that, like, yeah, there's like... a lot of parallels that.
1: Yeah.
0: And I—I don't—I I don't really know, like, what the answer to this is, other than take more time to develop the ideas and you know yeah. don't pump out the script too quick and give it more thought. That but. Said,
1: I can't wait to watch this again. Uh, I couldn't say the same about some of the other companies' stuff. You know? Uh, sitting here watching this, I'm like, even at its most glam... I mean,
0: I, I I can't agree with you. I, I have no interest yeah. in watching this again. <laughs> I'm good.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, we're different, Pete. But, uh, you know, just watching some of the other solo movies uh, over from, from DC and Warner's, i much rather watch this again for all its flaws, you know? Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh... I'm not comparing it. There's no
0: point in comparing him. I just, I, I have no interest in watching a movie this bland again. There, there, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's one or two okay action sequences. Um, Florence Pugh is very entertaining, has good chemistry with Scarlett. but uh, for me, that's basically where the positives end. <laughs> for the most part, uh, I see rehashed things from other Marvel movies. It feels like, because there's so many of them at this point, they're starting to reuse various things and that wouldn't necessarily always be a bad thing but i think nothing about this felt like it was putting either its own spin on it or anything else There, there is i do kind of like the way it draws parallels to a real world thing towards the end in a very specific instance but unfortunately i kind of like i really thought they could have really sold the idea that this was about saving all of these innocent women who yeah. were roped into this this scheme um I also thought there was a really easy MacGuffin plot device, uh, with the I mean it's just I'll just say the red smoke no. stuff. Yeah. But, you know, like yeah. it's set up right at the start and it just it feels like such a like I thought, oh maybe they'll use it bit by bit throughout the film and mm-hmm. it'll sort of like gradually build or no, it's
1: this it's, just... it's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's just a MacGuffin. It's just a McGuffin. Yeah. It 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 passes between hands multiple times until you get to the third act and then we we see some resolution a little bit but not a lot yeah but yeah
0: it's uh it have been nice to just be care about one of those characters that was affecting maybe if mm-hmm. uh you know someone we kind of cared about that we could sort of yeah. like get behind in that moment i also think the like i, I like the, the opening section i like which is set in the, the mm-hmm. 80s i think uh the the amblin film yes um yeah. I, that section i i enjoyed it was kind of a play on the americans tv show the idea mm-hmm. you've got uh this fake family living in america and all that and yeah. that stuff i thought was pretty solid but I, I don't necessarily think they landed the family stuff as a whole like this dysfunctional family can still function l- like in like some of that like there's one decent scene that's good because of the performances uh but singing a song that's all i'll say you'll know what i'm talking about yeah. But I don't actually think that... Like, when they got to resolutions and they were making sort of speeches at the end about things and saying these, like, you know, Hollywood-style statements about what's yeah. happened and the journey we've been on, I thought, what are you talking about? You've not convinced me of this at all.
1: <laughs> and see, that that's where I'm different, because there are certain characters in that movie that reminded me of my own life uh, mm. and relationship that I've had. So... I mean, I'm probably just looking way too close to them because they hit real close. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff with, with David Harbour's Red Guardian, that dude reminded me so much of my dad that constantly talking about his glory days and about how it was all ruined by having to watch kids. And I was <laughs> like, oh, OK, thanks for, for cutting out speeches from my dad and making it, you know, <laughs> Sheriff Hopper, who I love you know saying these things
0: I don't, um, I want to be clear though as much as I'm going to critique a lot of things when we get into the spoilers here I, yeah. it's not like terrible it, it, that's kind of what no. I say when I say it's a middle of the road kind of bland movie it really is it, feel, it feels off the <laughs> Marvel assembly line and I know some people okay. are going to hate that statement but it does
1: so, so off of ones of these that were not phase one but felt phase one just off the top of my head mm-hmm. you have Widow you have Captain Marvel and you have Doctor Strange, right?
0: I'd be throwing Ant-Man I, as well, if you have if you
1: Throwing Ant-Man, yeah. I I would, I'd probably put Ant-Man above, because I really love that movie. Um, and then i put this right under Ant-Man, over the Doctor Strange and, and Captain Marvel. And I enjoy Captain Marvel, but I, I feel, someone pointed out, I forget who it was on, on Twitter, that they felt for them that Black Widow was the inverse Captain Marvel, in that in the moment, Captain Marvel was like oh my god this is so fun this is working but the more you thought about it the more it didn't work for you whereas with Black Widow I felt like in the moment I was questioning a lot of these things but the more that I think about certain aspects the more I like the movie Uh, so I thought that was a pretty astute observation
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just also throw in here and there was no way of getting around this but there's kind of this Mm -hmm. almost gimmicky feeling to when you end a movie that's set before (laughs) And you have to do the scene that ties it up to where it's going in the yeah. next movie. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she's got the 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 platinum hair from, from Infinity War. She's and it even plays the Avengers theme as she's going off to meet the Avengers, kind of yeah. like I, don't, I didn't. It rolled I my eyes a that. bit. I, I don't know. Yeah, right? I, I
1: also love Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, that was very solo esque. So I'm not, you know. Yeah, I, hate I that understand shot. it not working though, because even my wife was like, "Did did we have to see her with the blonde hair?" Right, right here. Do we have to
0: see it with the Quinjet? Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I I it's one of those things where it just it feels kinda tacky and forced and uh, whatever. Anyway, so let's let's get into the meat of this, let's get into the spoilers and talk about the, the going ons. Um so yeah, let's let's talk about uh, well, we started kinda with Dracoff in a lot of ways, so let's kinda get into that stuff. And mm-hmm. and I'll say that I actually like the scene that I'll refer to as the Weinstein scene. Because mm-hmm. that's very much what it was. It's, it's you know, Black Widow finally gets to confront him, and he's playing the "I'm in charge." All these girls are disposable. Is very much meant to be alluding to that. Okay. And I actually thought that was quite a powerful scene because she, you know, she kind of like a encourages him to punch her, and she's got a reason for doing so. But she, the fact that she yes. keeps getting back up and smirking at him, and sort of encouraging him to punch her again, mm-hmm. and takes the hits, but keeps getting back up, and then you add yeah. on to that. The callback to Avengers when he finally kind of reveals a piece of information, and then she says, "Thank yep. you for your cooperation." So I actually think that scene on its own is actually a pretty well yeah. done
1: scene. It, it is. It is Natasha in a nutshell. You know, like I, I feel like that was her getting to. For me, that was Scarlett's last hurrah as the character. You know, so yeah, I'm glad you you saw the wine scene parallels too because that was where my brain went to. Uh I, I
0: mean not not to uh say anything I and mean, a bit Ray Winston here, but like yeah. you know he's got a similar kind of shape' <laughs> he's, know, he's, he's, he's dumpy and yeah. you know he fills uh, that role. here, yes, he fills that yeah, role. so
1: so we get to get when she tries to attack him back, right, I thought the pheromone control was a weird a weird device
0: it was just it was just so that she couldn't beat him up immediately it, it was just a yeah. plot device, that's all it now, was.
1: There's other for me. There's other ways to do that. And again, I'm not. am not a screenwriter. You know, but I do watch a lot of movies that there. There could be deep down conditioning that just does not allow her to lay a hand on him. But the pheromones just felt like from a bad Bond movie. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean,
0: even re- is, is, is she, yeah? I mean, we need a scene where Natasha watches a James Bond movie on her laptop.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it was was it Moonraker. I, Connor would know.
0: I don't you know. know. I don't. I don't know. Those he's, he's
1: the Bond movies. fan out of out of us, but yeah, it, it's one of the Roger Moore ones, so I might not even be naming that. Um, but it felt like the pheromone control. But I did. I did like the resolution of her knowing that, and that's why she's, you know, having him beat uh, the, sh- uh, you know, out yeah. of the living crap out of her. And, and
0: the joke of oh, I say joke. I mean, it's kind of a joke, but yeah. it's kind of a witty kind of yeah. like when she's like, "You could even do it properly. so I'm going to have to finish myself," and she she uh-huh. has to headbutt the table to. Because what yeah. she's trying to do is break her, her nose so that she can't smell the pheromones. She can't smell the,
1: yeah. yeah, the pheromones. So it, and, and she's free to attack back and and whatnot. But yeah, that but that that whole thing with the pheromone controls and the widows is such a there's such stark implications there that he can do whatever he wants to them and they can't fight back. And it's just it, uh, made me feel icky. I, uh, so I just
0: I really wish that. The 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 widows weren't all a bunch of extras. Like mm-hmm. I I because I really, they make this thing where okay there's thousands of widows all over the all over the planet, mm-hmm. all in operatives and there's all the girls that are training here. Mm-hmm. Uh the fact that the Red Room's like a flying fortress uh made me roll my eyes a little bit, because it didn't really feel like time. Because and again, I'm not saying that they couldn't have upgraded at some point, but like whenever we got glimpses of the Red Room and like Age of Ultron and the flashbacks or whatever, it felt like it was in a mansion somewhere. <laughs> Right, you know, not. It was like a
1: yeah, it was like a ballet studio. That's how yeah. I always took it. You know, it was this unassuming place where bad things happen.
0: It, it was one um, of those things where, like, as soon as I saw it, I kind of like, rolled my eyes, not because I hate the concept of having a flying mm-hmm. red room, but because I knew that we we're going to the third act, and this thing was probably going to be exploding and, as it falls out the sky, and I'm sick yeah, of seeing that at this point.
1: Yeah, and I know uh, just something like that. The fact there's never a mention about it in any other Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you feel like that would have been a thing in the background, in and maybe Spider-Man or something along those lines, you know. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, I mean, that that's not something I'm willing to pick a nit at. Uh, as yeah, much as I mean, the... yeah,
0: I, I mean, the big problem here is the is the lack of reasons and motivation to like actually mm-hmm. go through the the steps. You know, because Yelena in you know, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Scarlet. Natasha comes to I think it's Budapest. <laughs> Because of the, uh-huh. the 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 package she got in the mail of the vials, right. because Yelena just happened to get broken free of the the spell because someone broke right. this. This is like this breaks their their main control basically, right? And she runs into Yelena. They have a fight, um, which felt a little bit forced to me. It felt a little bit like we want to do the start a kill bill. We want to have that, but it's not re- you know it's not a real fight to the death, and then they're going to be okay with each other kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I I did like that though because it gets to show you know. Because we all know how much of a badass Natasha is. So getting to see Yelena show off and they end up in a stalemate. I I, I did like that. I wasn't really
0: feeling this fight scene all that much. I mean, there were some good moments to it. But for me, when Yelena started clicking was when it calmed down afterwards and we got the more kind of the humorous chemistry... You know, such as Yelena making fun of the pose and saying, why do you always pose? And she starts doing the, the, the you know, the, the, the head tilted yeah. back, the hand you up flip, behind her
1: your head back. Just, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And Florence Pugh, I have yet to see anything that she's not been good in. She's just one of those actresses that nails it on every front. She, she's one of these
0: actors who just kind of exploded onto the scene mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. I, I, I saw her on a TV pilot, uh, it was a British series, mm. which I wasn't really into, but she was in that, and then she was also in, um, Fighting With My Family, and she was in like mm-hmm. a crappy horror movie, she was fine in it, but it was a really crappy movie called Malevolent, um, okay. and it was obviously the year after that where she was in like Midsummer, and it was like, oh, all of mm-hmm. it, and then she was announced to be in the Black Widow movie, it was, it was all of a sudden she started being like, you know, like, she's clearly a star yeah. now, she's going to be in all these different Did things, not. um and being a marvel movie just means yeah okay that's her she's on she's on the map now everyone's going to know who she is yes
1: um Um, and no and i thought she was very good because she is so different also from from scarlet's portrayal of of natasha who i feel like there's a little bit of awkwardness with yelena that yeah she's just as much of a badass but she like she doesn't know what to do with her hands you know whereas there's there's a little bit of confidence missing that Natasha just exudes, and so I feel like that dynamic worked with them.
0: Yeah, like I said, I just wish that because you know, the scene where they had they're just sitting having a beer, and they basically say, I guess we're going to go after you know the bad guy then and take down the red rooms. Like, yeah, I guess we are, yeah. and that's just like that's not how movies work. The characters no. have to like need to do this. They have to like yeah. be motivated. And
1: yeah, be, like Ugh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to, to draw the parallels with with Winter Soldier, Steve had nothing else to do. Right? Like yeah. Hydra has infiltrated SHIELD and he has to go on the run because they're gonna kill him. And like Natasha's already on the run from the government. That's how the movie kicks off, you know, not after the ambulance scene. Yeah, we see William know, she... Hart
0: uh, back yeah, as General as Ross. Yeah. General
1: and so she's on the run there, and then we meet her kind of fixer or her fence, whatever he is. Um and I, I half expected, like, the widows to come for her, you know, for whatever mm. reason. Like, you know, the government's hired one of the, you know, and that's how we get involved. But for it just to be like, hey, you want to go do this thing? Yeah, sure. Why it, not? It's
0: it's so laid back. Yeah. That, and it, it, never, it never gets to the point, obviously they tease this idea that Natasha has this guilt because to get to because she thought she'd killed him ages ago uh, with, right. with with bombs and she thought she also killed Drakov's daughter in the blast right and it tries mm-hmm. to play off a little bit of that that guilt that guilty conscience the the red on the ledger kind of the thing red right the red on the ledger yeah right which is a phrase they do bring up again in this movie mm-hmm. um and i just i felt like what should have happened as soon as she she believed that he was still doing this to other women like she should have immediately been like head focused, like okay, no, this is now my goal in life. I don't care about anything. I don't care if I ever see the Avengers again. I'm going to take down this guy. This is a personal thing. This is this guy was my captor. This guy brainwashed me. He, you know, he was in control of my entire childhood. You know, they didn't have a real child. They wanted to. St- they wanted to stay in uh, Idaho, wherever they were uh, in that opening. Oh, they were in Ohio. Ohio, knew it was one of the old
1: ones, yeah. right? Yeah, mid Midwest America. <laughs> it was very, very idyllic. Uh, you know. Uh, and they're they're in the '90s. So, yeah, some of those so. some of the, the those
0: opening shots of them like in slow motion, riding their bikes, and just having a happy child were some of the best looking shots in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> look at you know look and at also film.
1: now now that we're in spoilers, and I feel you know straight spoilers for uh, Stranger Things, but basically this is a sequel to Stranger Things, right? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
0: No, I, I get the joke Hopper, you're making Hopper here. I, no, no in... I, I get the joke you're making. That's not. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally the end of the most recent season. Let's not spoil. That's not spoil. <laughs> uh, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I've got a yeah, good feeling, so... though, that Hopper's story is going to course correct uh, next season. But
1: uh, let's we'll see if he ends up in a Russian prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say he's very there's a piece to him that I can't help but not like just because it is Sheriff Hopper uh, and then I remembered him in Hellboy and I was like oh, oh yeah that was a thing but I thought he was good with what he was given here to to play Red Guardian. He's definitely
0: yeah. I think he gets some good stuff with the, the two you know quote unquote daughters right where you know yeah. there's that moment where he kind of like is kind of proud of them so he kind of shakes their, their arms kind of in a weird yeah. awkward way and then hugs <laughs> them and the way they both kind of look at him like what the hell are you doing uh, yeah. is is kind of interesting. Um, I didn't necessarily get the 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 sort of errand kind of like you know because Rachel Vice's character who's the mother, right? The the fake yeah. mother mm-hmm. is that I never really quite bought her connection to them all that much. So when they do the Twisteroo where she swapped places with uh Scarlet or uh, mm-hmm. Natasha uh, with the fancy you know Mission Impossible style which, face mask, which we
1: which <laughs> we knew kind of was coming back because that's been a move of of Widows and.
0: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and Soldier this. I don't even I, I don't even think of that connection, man. Yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> well,
1: that's what made me think. I was like, "This is doing Winter Soldier, but not as good." No, so.
0: no. What, what got me yeah. was when they revealed that Taskmaster was like the yeah. D- d- yeah, thing he's brainwashed daughter, uh, who's played by an actress who I I know, uh, Olga Kuleyenko, has been on a R. bunch Link of things. Up. Yeah. When uh, yeah. when they revealed her, I just went. This is Winter Soldier. This this is Bucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all buckies. Yeah. They're all buckies now.
1: Which here's the other thing too, is the winter soldier in the comics is a is a Russian asset. However, in the MCU, they make him a Hydra asset, which I yes. understand. But here it made it seem like Russia was also at war with Hydra. And so it just in my head for comic continuity stuff. It's market. It really made a mess of things.
0: It's a lot of because it's like, were they at yeah. war with Hydra? Were they in line with Hydra? Right. I, 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 I don't know.
1: <laughs> and and so. But like you like you said before the spoiler wall, like there there are things that they could have done to Taskmaster tweaks that like yes this is the new Winter Soldier, it's called Taskmaster, and it was set up I think, in case Bucky had ever yeah. wrote, or whatever. Are, are, and it would have
0: fine. Or even on Alakar like, Natasha's like reaction mm-hmm. to this, if she yeah. actually referenced Bucky, if she like sort of recognizes as her own kind of version of Bucky and addressed it that way as if okay where's she doesn't, and it kind of feels like it makes it. It makes us feel like the writers also want us to forget that, that you've kind of already done this before, rather than saying, "Oh, we've encountered this kind of thing before." She has an idea of how to approach this and use mm-hmm. that experience to to help her. It would have felt more rewarding that way. But it's also it's just something that's, like all the ideas in this. But there's nothing wrong with any of the core ideas, mm-hmm. although maybe some of them are a bit too rehashy. But yeah. the the problem is they just don't go all in on any of them. So I never really feel no, the and even- you know the drive for it. Part.
1: Right, and even Taskmaster, Taskmaster—it's kind of hard to say. I wanted more of, like you, you outside of that first fight scene, and then at the end of the movie, kind of just disappears. Like,
0: uh, well, she's a, she's in the car chase, which I mean, to be fair, the yeah. car chase, car, the car chase, yeah. the car chase is not bad. Is it? it no, I'm sure a it lot of it happened. was CG, but it did feel like a lot of stunt work was being done. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sure if I watched it in like, slow mo and like tried to pinpoint, I could, but. Yeah. It, it it had a good feeling to it, as opposed to because there's actually the see towards the end of the movie when they're all jumping off this and there's a couple of mm-hmm. like jets with some parachutes or whatever. Yeah. There's a moment where they're both like both the are two main characters Natasha and Yelena are like running mm-hmm. to get to a thing. And they 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 make a point of blowing up uh, Drakov's chopper or whatever. But yeah. There's a moment where Natasha yells to Yelena when Yelena's already in like a jet with a bunch of like uh, the, the widows. Yeah. And it's the most, like, awkwardly badly green-screened, like, shot in the whole movie. Like, Natasha's head just does not match the background at all in terms of, like, Oof. composition and lighting. And I I just kind of felt like, yeah, like, this, I mean, there's, there's some good effects. It's not like the movies look full of bad effects. Like, I thought the avalanche looked no. fine and stuff. But yeah, um, there's just this moment where I'm like, yeah, this is the problem with this com- compared to that cartridge from Ellie. And one of the things that could separate this movie from the other marvel movies and i said this about the first captain america when it came out and i was shocked at how bad some of the green screen was in that and that was like a decade ago is that so many of these movies are dealing with you know spaceships and aliens and like end of the world cataclysmic things that you kind of wish that these characters who are a bit more hand-to-hand combat who are more grounded should have more grounded like climaxes and it's kind of a shame that they don't take that opportunity because yeah. ultimately this just felt like another big cg mess at the end where there's a lot of like stuff falling down and mm-hmm. you know she's flying through the sky trying to like grab yelena because she's been hit and she's like falling separately and she's trying to get to her in time to open the parachute and it's a fun idea but it's like it's it
1: not executed as yeah. great as they could have
0: dial it back a bit you know... Spell yeah, it yeah. back, because I think the most exhilarating pieces of action in this whole movie were not because even though the avalanche looked all right and it was kind of a funny set piece because of Yelena's commentary. Like the most exciting action in this were the more realistic, and I say realistic, obviously there was some physics going on for fun's for, sake, but yeah. but for the compared to the rest of the movie, the more grounded car chase and it was the hand to hand combat. It it was when Taskmaster would like find a way to stab Natasha when they were fighting on the bridge. That felt like mm-hmm. a fun little beat in a hand to hand combat scene. Yeah. It should have like really veered more towards that. I think it for the yeah, action.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like more kind of we say in comics, street level yeah. kind of stuff. And it just didn't because I even you know not to 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 fawn over Winter Soldier. I do feel like, and I like that first uh uh Cap movie. I know you don't, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, but compared to that one, they are so different. Is that Winter Soldier is a lot more gritty and visceral, and you feel like the Russo brothers shot it. You know, traditionally on sets, you know, and it's tactile. I mean, there's some green screeny stuff throughout, but like not, not like here, not like anything from the Red Room or or any of that. So, um, I definitely get your vibe there because that, that's a, to me, that's a political thriller. It's a little bit different than a spy movie, but there's still some spy movie elements to it. Um, uh, yeah, this kind of gets into, Again, bad James Bond spy movie. You know, (laughs) know, the kind I enjoy. It's
0: like the pacing's... The pacing's not necessarily bad, but it has that kind of weird thing where the script's not really driving it to each big set piece, because, you know, when it Mm -hmm. became time to, like, oh, we have to go get someone who might know where the Red Room is. Oh, we'll go get our fake dad at a Russian prison. Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. it it just kind of feel like, oh, it's time for this next big set piece where they're going to break him out. Rather than you know it'd have been nice if like i don't know they felt at least one of them if they felt nervous about seeing them again because it's going to be awkward yeah. because you know the last time yeah. they saw them was this time when they were split up and they actually as because they were kids actually felt kind of like it was kind of real they they believed right. in the idea because there they were children they couldn't especially the younger you know yelena mm-hmm. if anything, the fact that Elena's just as like cold and she's funny don't get me wrong her, her describing yeah. that she has no periods when he says well is it the time of your month when he's yeah. like why are you been more you know moody yeah. and she goes we don't We don't have periods. They take that away from us. Then she starts describing yeah. like, in detail all the things that they go yeah. on and do. That was kind of funny. Don't get me wrong. but And her delivery of that was great. But it kind of like... You would sell me on this moment more if at least the younger one, who who it would have been the most real to when she was a kid, actually felt like she was reacting to seeing them again in some way. And it kind of yeah. felt like it was just a little bit limp for me where... Everything feels at arm's length. Everything just kind of feels like they're they're not wanting to like commit too much to the characters really going into these emotions or ideas. And again, you do get that scene where she breaks down crying, singing American Pie, right? Yeah. <laughs> you do. It's a good and one. And the performances from Pearl Harbor in that scene are great. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't think the rest of it really lives up to that. And as a result... I didn't really buy the turn where the parents both want to help them as much as they do, especially the mom. Rachel Weiss, because she doesn't really get that much.
1: Yeah, that one was almost like, because she was retired from the Widow program, but she was still working for them off site on certain things. And it almost felt like, well, if you were retired from them and you had such issues, how come it took Natasha and Yelena coming to you before you're, you're going to flip on them? Yeah. You know? That
0: That's also- why it
1: almost would have been nice to for her to the reveal that. She's the one that sent the gas out, you know, or or she was the one that that is mm. responsible for for freeing Elena from yeah, it, yeah, because her machination.
0: Because it's just like an ex-widow who's went rogue, who is trying to yeah. free everyone, and just happens to right. get into a fight with Elena because they're hunting her and breaks right. Elena free, and right. it's just like, and this is the thing, like she sent the 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 vials to Natasha. And I honestly wasn't even really sure if Yelena sent them to Natasha because she wanted Natasha to come and help, or she just wanted Natasha mm-hmm. to go and use them and like save the day. Like, did Yelena still want to be involved? Did she still want to be a part right. of like taking them down? Uh, right. I, well, it was unclear. And because the way right. she faced Natasha when Natasha shows up, it's not like she doesn't recognize her. She knows who she is. No. I mean, even if right. even if they'd not seen each other in such a long time, Natasha's famous. She's an Avenger. She's, she she knows she, who she, she is. She saved New
1: York, <laughs> yeah. right? She's part of. I mean, she's. Internationally wanted for the Sokovia Accords Like she mm. knows who she is. Yeah. You know? And that that's why I almost wish that had tied in somehow a little bit more than her just being on the run. Like the widow's being after her, so that's why is able to track her so quick. I think you know, F- something Fl- like
0: that. Florence Pugh is the best part of the movie. And I, it's not mm-hmm. that uh you know, Scarlet's bad in the movie by any means. It's just that her character, because she's just leading to her death, it doesn't really yeah. feel like they they bothered trying she... that hard with her
1: she almost has to be the straight man in yeah. this because everyone else has a quirk but her quirk is that she doesn't really have any you know yeah, Cause because
0: like, y- elena sings. She, she bought her vest she's so proud of this vest because of all the pockets like that that was a, a funny scene on its own. like she, she was very yeah. delightful in that scene
1: like i put all my stuff in there yeah like yeah it was she's so good I can't get over Florence Pugh in this movie. Just
0: I just I hope they know. don't uh, like have her like because yeah with uh, Scarlet Witch they had to lose the accent mm-hmm. like very quickly. I hope they don't do that with her.
1: Yeah, I like I love Elizabeth Olsen, but I think sometimes she doesn't know what accent she's doing as, <laughs> as Wanda because it's been all over the place. So that was just easier for her just to go with, with none. Um, but yeah, no, I I I think they got to keep it soft. You know, because cause as this international spy, she should be able to be able to drop in and out, you know, more so than Wanda ever did. You but know?
0: I th- I do genuinely think the accent. I mean, that that scene where she's like making fun of the pose, like I think the yeah. accent added to that that comedy. Like yeah. when when she was sort of saying, yeah. "Why do you do this? You put your hand like mm-hmm. the way she because the accent yeah. added to the 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 mm-hmm. silliness of it. So it, it just mm-hmm. kind of worked.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh-
0: so yeah, I mean, big action climax. The parents decide to help them saving the girls basically just amounts to oh, all those vials, I attach them to a smoke grenade so they will explode in front of everyone and they all just magically turn.
1: Yeah, that's... Again, that's where... And also they're free to keep wanting to be widows, right? Like...
0: I mean, t- technically, if they want to.
1: Yeah, like, so, and, and now they free Taskmaster who only has one kind of role right? And... It's almost like well now they could just go work for bad guys, which actually would be kind of cool because if you know about the Taskmaster origin, that's what Taskmaster does. Is in the comics, it's a guy who has photogenic memory and can you know watch all the heroes and learn their moves and then trains the henchmen that go and work for the bigger henchmen. Yeah, Do you know it was a bit weird actually.
0: Like, I I thought they were going to try and tell us that the Taskmaster had fought Captain America at some point because there was yeah. so much of Taskmaster using a shield like Captain America mm-hmm. early on I thought yeah. and then he said oh he can he, he can copy any fighting styles of like anyone right. he fights I thought oh does that mean that he's fought Cap because at this point I didn't know it was the daughter as I'm thinking right. so he's fought Cap then is what you're saying and right. then it never like even alluded to the idea that maybe no. Taskmaster fought Captain America at some point
1: no uh, and, and that's and there's a lot of people that get upset with Marvel for changing things but I feel here it still works that as long as Taskmaster still can mimic anybody and that's mm-hmm. what makes it hard. Cause like playing the Spider-Man game, those are the least favorite parts of that where the Taskmaster stuff, you know, and it's very frustrating. And so I feel this character could be very frustrating and it doesn't matter who's behind the mask. They're still getting the spirit of the character down. Yeah.
0: I don't care about the know? changes. It's not, it's not
1: no, something. it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, but that, that's my de facto with most of the changes to Marvel. Like, there's there's a lot of talk about the upcoming show. I'm sure we'll touch on, and about how they're going to do that based off of a certain comic run. I'm like, there's ways to change it to make it fit the MCU. Like not everything has to be a, a complete direct adaptation. The,
0: the, the only you thing know. I ask of the Hawkeye TV show mm-hmm. is that it's at least one little group of guys in tracksuits who keep saying "bro." Yes, that's all bro. I need. I need. I need. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs>
1: Definitely, and it just it lends itself to. I mean, Kate. <laughs> As long as Kate acts like Kate, that that's all I need. Yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much. I mean, honestly, the, the the biggest when I talk about this movie, feel like an afterthought, the the post credit scene, mm. which is of course is set in present day, and it's Shalena going to uh, Black I, Widow's grave.
1: I, I under under the tree with the pink flowers, which you know her was mom. That,
0: yeah, it was a reference. Yeah,
1: that, and then I just it, it got a little weepy. I mean, I wasn't,
0: me. I wasn't feeling anything, but sure, I'll, I'll, you, yeah. I'm happy you felt things. So, yeah. but, but uh, Juliet Lewis, the first's character from uh, uh-huh. Falcon Winter Soldier showed up, right? Yeah. Elaine, Vicentessa, yeah. uh, Elaine showed up. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and is basically like, hey, you know, and it sounds like they already know each other. This is not like a first time mm-hmm. recruitment. Like she's clearly been working with her already, mm-hmm. uh, and says, hey, I thought you'd like to know, like who's responsible for your for your sister's death, and hands her a tablet, and it's a picture of Hawkeye. And I have to admit, I, I really got annoyed at this because... Oh, no. No, this is why I'm annoyed. If we have to go more than, like, one scene of her thinking Hawkeye, like, is responsible oh. for Natasha's death, I'm going to be pissed. Because I do not yeah. want that that plot thread. I do not yeah. want that to be this, it, the the fundamental thing that starts that show. Is that Yelena thinks Hawkeye killed Black Widow and she's going to try and right. kill him for it. Like, get over that and, as quickly as possible, please. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, and I hope it's him explaining and breaking down that because having just watched Endgame on TV last night, because it was on, uh, the amount of guilt that he has about that it should have been him, and and like uh, that's not just something that they're going to be able to graze over. So just get it out of the way. You know and I, I mean really i know it's called hawkeye but i don't even really need renner because now i'll have uh florence Pugh and and Haley steinfeld <laughs> and just have them bounce off of each other uh, yeah i mean
0: i that's, just that's where i'm
1: at i just don't want the entire show because i've
0: not been super fond of these last two shows i think they've got a lot of problems that are they're, they're very poorly underwritten i think in the last couple of marvel shows and disney plus mm-hmm. Plus. And I really like start starting this off with the sort of plot thread that would be on a CW show is not something that excites me. Which is, ah, she thinks he's responsible for her death, so she's going to try and kill him.
1: Yeah, but now it's, it's MCU Riverdale, and I hate you for that. <laughs> I hate you so, for that. So, what if it just starts with him, her killing him? And everything that we've hey, seen is just a is that a would be hairy. ballsy. It, like honestly, right?
0: Marvel doing something risque like that would be a yeah. would be refreshing. No. I would be the latest. I, I don't
1: see it happening. Yeah. I, I see her her shooting first and wounding him, or whatever. But I just know. hope
0: it's like I hope she's already like researched them enough that she's already got her doubts, and it's not like yeah. she goes in there just like believing this. Well,
1: to me, I mean, five years has passed from the movie to to present day, right? Um. And so what was Yelena up to that has led her to the Contessa? Because we've only seen her interact well, with i uh, have to assume U.S. agent.
0: I I think there's, there's an easy assumption here that Yelena and possibly the the mother and father as well all dusted. And just because it makes it neater
1: mm. for,
0: for why, like, okay. you know, black, cause, because Black Widow's whole thing was like, you've got a family, so, I, you know, I have to be the one who dies. Right. Like, I'm not letting you kill yourself kind of thing. Right, that's a bit, right. that's kind of weird if she's just regained. I mean, I didn't really buy it at the end of this movie, but just for the right. sake, the movie's saying that she's like feels like she's got a family now, right? Right. Uh, but so the movie's saying that to me, it's kind of murky if an end game. If oh, but you do have a family, <laughs> you do have a family. Well, I
1: mean, Red Skull on Vormir does say you know call her by her father's name, as almost like uh you know which would have been nice if she if it was. Damn, they they bungled that. I, I, you know, it's they just... could have used they could have used David Harbour's character's name, Alexi. Plus, plus it works you better
0: because if they all dusted, then it's also she's right. sacrificing herself to save all of them, which adds an extra right. little wrinkle to that. Right. So uh, you know that, that, that would be fine.
1: Well, damn! Now that that shoots down my her just doing freelance work and that's how she comes across Contessa. Although you know who, who knows.
0: I mean, maybe she's. Just, I mean, yeah. I'm just guessing that. I mean, yeah. maybe she was. No, dusted. I know, but yeah.
1: that it makes a lot of sense. That's why she sacrificed herself because she has no one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outside of Steve really. I mean, that that's always been one of the weaker parts of the MCU for me, is the Hulk and Black Widow whole thing. Like, it works in when in a couple of the movies, but not so much in others. And, uh... Yeah, so, like, she, she kind of just had Steve. Uh, so, yeah, if she does have a family there, that makes that a little bit different.
0: Huh. It's just a bit murkier. Just a bit in the murkier side. Yeah. I think one of the things i tweeted out after i watched this is that a big part of the mcu that isn't as effective as it used to be because we're just we're, we're kind of used to it now is the idea that they're always building to something and mm-hmm. that this movie may suffer be- because it's set in the past because it's set in between two previous movies it doesn't inherently have that building to something feeling All- other than florence Pugh being the one to stick around and do other things mm-hmm. potentially so and when you take that away and because I think this movie is kind of bland and it is just kind of like a by-the-numbers movie otherwise, um, it kind of lands in this very middling place that I just think is like, it's fine. I, I'm not mad that I watched it by any means, yeah. but I'm just like, I don't really have any rush to ever see it again. Um, but the one thing it is kind of hinting towards with that post credit scene, in addition to what's been going on in the other you know, Disney Plus shows, is, well, you know, clearly we're we're setting up some Either Dark Avengers or mm-hmm. Thunderbolts, or young, possibly even Young Avengers versus Dark Avengers is the, the next big like movie yeah. that may be built to, um, you know, because yeah. we're gonna have Elena, Kate, but I mean, Elena could be an Isla team, to be honest. But really, I yeah. mean,
1: I yeah, I mean, if they're doing Dark Avengers though, you need that Black Widow to counter, and yeah. maybe they're going after that. I, I don't know. Like, I know they want to take Clint out, but do they want their own Hawkeye? And is that how Kate factors in? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm uh, saying.
0: Like, if you're doing Dark, that's yeah. why I'm saying it. Maybe Young Avengers versus Dark Avengers, because, right? Right. Because we're setting up Kate Bishop soon. We have, we're setting up Miss Marvel soon. Uh, who's also mm-hmm. going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie? So it's, it's I mean mm-hmm. it's titled sort of equally yes. between all the Marvel characters. Yeah. And then. We're setting up, I believe, Abominations coming back in one of the Disney Plus yeah. shows. So, th- and, uh, that's for, for Dark Avengers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Also, so... apparently he shows up in the Shang-Chi trailer. Oh, really? So, so there you go. There's, yeah, he's, he's in the in the fighting ring. So, if, if he's there, I mean, cool. Um, so, it does
0: it does feel so... like they're building a roster of the young mm-hmm. and the kind of anti-hero or villainous because obviously we yeah. have a US agent from Falcon, yeah. Amer- Falcon and, and Winter Soldier.
1: John Walker yeah, yeah. Um, but we also have characters from young avengers also kind of assembling so you know it's they're, they're there I mean, maybe I maybe mean, maybe these,
0: are, maybe these two things are separate maybe there's going to be a Young avengers yeah. thing and a dark avengers yeah. thing but
1: yeah don't forget secret invasion is in the works too that's that's true. that's so um maybe maybe the contest is a scroll I, mean, I don't i don't know
0: Possibly, but, uh, but yeah. it's clear Contessa's kind of being the the more villainous version of Nick Fury to start sure, off Phase yeah. Four. That's, well, that's kind of what it feels like.
1: That's what it felt like to me. Watching that post credit is it felt like when Fury showed up because I kept seeing, and I know you commented on this too, like the movie hadn't even been out for twelve hours yet, and people are talking about what does the post credit mean, <laughs> and and yeah. had that got spoiled for me because I was not expecting Contessa to show up in Black Widow um so in the post credit so that surprise there i was it felt really nice and it felt like seeing sam jackson show up as nick fury in the post credit of um iron man
0: you you know what i'll say because i i tweeted out that i obviously have been having these disney plus shows that watching Mm -hmm. this nothing really felt all that movie about it for the most Mm -hmm. part it just kind of felt like you know and i think part of that's just because marvel movies in general have felt like they've not been episodic. that stylized, you know that well even yeah. just that i'm talking about how they look like avengers as much as i love mm-hmm. that first avengers it just looks like a tv mm-hmm. show with a big budget it doesn't look like a movie movie yeah right yeah well and, that's
1: why something like guardians or ragnarok stand out so much because they don't
0: a, a little bit yeah but, yeah. but what what, what, I, what i say though is that while i say that i am actually very glad that this is a movie and not a disney plus show because i've felt with loki and i felt with falcon and winter soldier not so much, Wonder, Wonder is a little bit different because it's got a kind of a, mm-hmm. a gimmick to it. But those two, yeah. I have felt like they should be two hour movies, but they've been stretched out to six episodes. And I feel I feel that pace stretched I out. I agree
1: with you on, on Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one definitely could have had a second edit. That a, a two hour movie would have made that work so much better. I, I
0: think there's a lot of stuff in the middle of that show you could cut out and yeah. you'd end up liking it. I mean, the villain would still suck again, but yeah. <laughs> at the very least. It wouldn't be as much of a problem in a two-hour movie. Uh, that it would be in a, you know, almost six-hour, yeah. Logie, I
1: disagree with you. With just because it feels like Booster Gold the TV show, and since I'll probably never get a Booster Gold the TV show, I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy it for all its sports. I would never say never, yeah. Matt. I, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't trust them. I keep getting ads for for Titans on HBO Max, and it just makes me mad. I...
0: Again, you can, you can stop pairing it to DC stuff. It's the, like, this is no, irrelevant.
1: no, I, I'm not. I'm just saying, when I say it feels like Booster Gold, it's got the time elements, it's got the, the different things, it's got the kinda roguish hero that you shouldn't be rooting for. Yeah, it's got got the concepts,
0: but the concepts aren't enough. It has to also be well-paced, it has to have momentum, it has to justify why characters are doing certain things at various times. It can't rush through all of its ideas in the space of 40 minutes. There's a lot of reasons why I think that show is not very good, and it's not the core ideas. The core ideas are not enough. Just just like having characters dressed as Superman and Batman are not enough to call it a Superman and Batman movie, right? Same principle. The same goddamn principle.
1: I I get it, but I'm not as invested (laughs) into Loki, so I'm just watching... (laughs) You know, watching them go through stuff, and I like what Hiddleston's doing. So, you know, and I like Sylvie. Um, so I just, you know, and it helps. I'm not as invested. I'm sure if I was a huge Loki fan, there might be stuff that I have more problems with.
0: Well, I'm not talking about Loki being accurate. I, I, when I said the same principle, I didn't mean like the characterization being right. Like that mm-hmm. part's different. What, what I mean is, right. is that just having these things that you can tick the box and say, we have this element isn't right. enough. You actually have to sell me on the element. You have to build to no, it. No. You have I pay what Basically, I'm saying it has to also be well-written. <laughs> That's a Fundamentally, yeah. if you want yeah, to yeah. bubble it all down to one statement, I want
1: yeah.
0: it to be well-written. <laughs> I, I, I get you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so... anyway, the Black though, is mm-hmm. it's perfectly watchable but very bland. It's very in the middle. It is, you know, it's it's nothing special. It's, it's it's pretty forgettable, and unfortunately, I kind of, like, don't get much excitement for most of these upcoming movies that we've got. Uh I'm hoping one of them surprises me, but yeah. right now, I'm... I don't really feel much excitement for shang or Eternals. I'm just kind of like,
1: eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Shang-Chi, just because the the whole kung fu element and the fight element and uh uh lu i haven't seen him in anything so it feels again it feels fresh and it's new
0: what, it's worth mentioning so. that i felt very similar and then was very pleasantly surprised by the first uh spider-man because I, I was really down in yeah. the mcu in 2016 getting yeah, into were... 2017 and that spider-man movie kind of was a nice pleasant surprise to me yeah. so i'm kind of waiting for that again and nothing coming out soon feels like like I want to love Hawkeye because of who's involved, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know I was looking forward to some of these other Disney Plus shows and up and kinda just like mm-hmm. eh on them. So
1: yeah, yeah. It uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier outside of certain parts really, really made me sad, just because I wanted that to be so so good. And uh, coming off a of Wandavision, which I I mostly enjoyed, but you said that that had that gimmick there that that kinda it, they had the good gimmick crossed over some things. I do think the ending. You know?
0: floundered i think i think mm-hmm. it being a big fight at the end and i also think yeah. one of the parts of casting turn it to just be stunt casting rather than actually meaning anything
1: was really disappointing yeah yeah, but... yeah and the people that are trying not to take ownership of that like it, marvel can make mistakes like that it, it's gonna happen like not everything they do is is great you know? Do you, do
0: you know the problem is is that the MCU, like I said earlier, a big part of the MCU early on was the idea of the build, and it was like building to the mm-hmm. Avengers teaming up, and it was building to Thanos coming and the fight against right. Thanos, and now we're building to new things. I think the problem with modern TV for Marvel, if it is compared to their Disney Plus shows, is mm-hmm. that modern TV is very intricate, and one of the things that people love to do, fan bases love to do with shows, and you know, and that didn't start with Lost, but Lost was a big mm-hmm. example of it, and then it's become a thing in other modern tv shows is that week-to-week speculation and looking for easter eggs and trying to piece the puzzle together mm-hmm. is a big part of that and that naturally goes hand in hand with the mcu because the mcu has very much been about teasing what's to come and planting these seeds for for future things the problem is is that for for all three shows thus far those first two especially is the fan theories and the the way the fans were like building these really interesting potential narratives out of the seeds that were being planted yeah. Everything in the show ended up, being so, ended up being so simple by comparison that it just it felt lackluster. It was like
1: this show is not thinking yeah. in
0: the fourth dimension the way that the, the audience is trying that to. That you
1: want it to. Yeah, yeah. yeah the whole manifesto thing in, and, uh, <laughs> and I was guilty of it. I started looking up like the significance of storks in in mythology and whatnot after an episode of WandaVision, the, the, so... The, the most
0: recent example of this being really well done and successful on an excellent TV show was Mr. Robot. And that show was mm-hmm. constantly either being what you thought and rewarding you for guessing where it was going, or it was doing something different that was equally complex and it was making you reconsider things, and, like, you know, it felt like it was, like, encouraging you to, like, keep up with it in, in, a, in a really healthy way. And so, by comparison... You know, people try to do the Mister Robot thing with these MCU yeah. shows, has led to nothing but disappointment for anyone who was doing it. <laughs> and you know, it's a shame. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with a character like Wanda and like what that show mm-hmm. was, and you're dealing with maybe not as so much Falcon and Winter Soldier, but you're you're dealing with um character like Loki. You're dealing with the less time. For, mm-hmm. Anyway, we're we're going off topic here. We're talking
1: about yeah, yeah yeah. Shows, but, but, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Black it was just okay. That's my stance. Matt, do you want to rate Black Widow? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it a seven point five because I I did enjoy my time, my journey back to the MCU, um, and a, a lot of those family dynamics did work for me. But again, I think I'm putting a lot of my own personal stuff in there. So, um, upon you talking about some of them and thinking about it, going like, oh yeah, that moment kind of was missing. I was putting too much of me in there. So. <laughs> But I still enjoyed it like there's there's still a lot of stuff there that I like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie
0: i I was uh a, a little bored by sections of the film because the 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 plot never really got to a point that it was that engaging, so so much of it just felt coincidental so, some of the uh struggles the characters went through felt too easy um you know, being captured by this this uh evil man who has all these women indoctrinated, it felt like oh no, they had a plan, and it was really easy to get off. it didn't feel like it was like a like challenging all that much it felt a bit everything mm-hmm. just felt a bit too simple which is a shame because i kind of like the uh, tying it into the me too movement and i like actually try to have some of those parallels it felt like, it was the one part of the movie that it felt like it had something to say because for most of it it just kind of felt like we have to have a marvel movie so he's, let's go through the motions of said marvel movie mm. uh so with all that in mind uh i'm going to hit it with a 5.5 uh that's you know, I said it was middling, and I'll I'll say it's slightly above that halfway mark, just because at least there's some likable things
1: in it. Yeah, so that's yeah. For for uh, viewers of our comic show, I I rating movies is different for me than rating comics. So, <laughs> uh, you know, my my 7.5 here, actually. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, on, on that scale. Well, I yeah. mean, to to
0: defend Matt a little bit, uh, even though I was giving him shit for comparing things to DC. Mm-hmm. The reason why he might feel inclined to do that is because we're on a DC Comics podcast called Comics from the Multiverse, where every week we talk about uh, the DC Comics we read that week. So uh, you can go check that out on the Comics from the Multiverse uh, YouTube channel or find it on your podcast app of choice. Uh, But I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bornow, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. Uh, Stanley. Excelsior! uh <laughs> so uh you can of course support us on patreon.com slash malefuzz tv for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses for your trouble uh obviously the, one of the higher tiers is the producer tier uh, as everyone i just uh, thanked there Uh, you can also support the show and everything we do by hitting the like button subscribing dinging the bell for the youtube notifications especially now that we're on MailFuzz movie separate uh, and this is kind of building up its own separate audience now from the tv stuff so please do hit those buttons uh, and I will also now get Matt to pose for the thumbnail, which is something he doesn't have to do too often, but he's done it today. Uh so here we go. <clears throat>
1: I I probably shouldn't do the pose. Uh
0: but The only rule, Matt, is you, your head room. can't be cut off the top. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, your arms can't go out of the sides of the, the frame either, so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, why you why are you getting That's taller? <laughs> this is this is here worse. know.
1: Okay. Slouch. Your hair's, Are we good? Here's cut off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> slouch a bit more. The one time I don't want to slouch. I know.
0: What the hell is this, Matt? Come on. Look at look at look at you on the overlay. You can see your hair.
1: I I, I see it now. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need I
0: need a good pose. Give give me something, Pete. Uh, I I uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> this is your job. two thumbs.
0: No, because your arms going off the edges, Matt. You can't have your arms get off the edges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of works, I guess. Okay, is
1: that good? Usually, uh, I count
0: down, but I'll just I'll use that. That's fine. You've done it. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: there you go. Uh, it's such a, it's such
0: a drama. <laughs> just getting mad to pause. It is.
1: Hey, I've been up since four a.m. I did a, a gym. I did a, a whole day at work. Went to the gym, and it, it's been a day. My brain is mush.
0: Uh <laughs> I like the idea of Matt trying to do the Black Widow pose, though. You'd have to go quite far back I, to, to pull I, it off.
1: I did it at work today. Of course. <laughs> me, me and my coworker were talking about the movie. Uh, <laughs> so. Let's just say, I don't have anything on, on Scarlet nor Florence. Yes. So, you know, Uh I, I'm not as flexible, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, I mean,
0: hopefully uh, Matt tends to step in for these big comic book movies, so next time you'll probably see Matt here talking about a movie, is probably going to be, well, probably Suicide Squad, actually. That's that's probably mm-hmm. before any other Marvel movies, so. Yeah, we're less than a month out. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be talking about the Suicide Squad uh, in about a month's time, mm-hmm. so yep, look yep. forward to that uh, and then whatever comes afterwards. Um, but it's not too long after that before we hit Shang-Chi. Because Shang-Chi's like no. September, September, then Eternals is uh November I think so November, yep, yeah. It's yep. it's, a, it's a quick uh succession once we get rolling. So I look forward to that. So let's yeah. say check out the comics podcast. Check out the other content, check out the sci-fi podcast, the atomic sound experiment, check out the horror movie show, screams after midnight. Uh, and check out Mailfuzz tv for tv episode reviews of various things if you want to hear me be very negative on loki uh at least episodes the onwards you can go check out that i I don't know if i recommend it though maybe it's a bit too negative for you uh but that is uh that is us so thank you once again for joining us it is a pleasure we'll see you next time keep watching movies and if you can get it it's always nice to have diplomatic community